Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to a late, by 10 minutes, 15 minutes, Cryptomaniacs podcast. I'm John, that's Task. So Taska sends me a note, you know, about 10 minutes ago on Discord, and he's like, uh, did you mix up your days? And I literally did. Um, I don't know what it was, because my kid was supposed to go to school today, but he didn't go to school, so it got me in my mind where it wasn't Friday. It was, anyways. Long story short, I am getting old. So, so I, you're blaming it on your totally toddler? my five-year-old kid. My five-year-old kid, totally. A five-year-old kid. You're blaming yeah. it on your five-year-old kid. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, God. I mean, at least blame it on your wife, somebody who's of age. Yeah, I know, but you um, know, she, she. <sighs> You know, tied you to the bed and engaged in real wild, you know what? And, you know, hey, you were just, you know, overwhelmed in the moment for four yeah, hours. Man. Dude, just you know, at least at least make a good lie out of it. Don't blame a five-year-old. You're going to warp his perception for life. Yeah, like my dog ate my homework. Um, I actually I actually used that excuse this week. Um, I was going to Walmart, which is like the, the highlight of my day these days, going to Walmart. Um, and, um, we were trying to return something and my, I take my dog with me all the time when we, cause it's a little bit of a drive, you know, like 15 minutes away cause we're out in the country. So I take my dog all the time and I'm looking for this receipt. My dog literally ate the receipt, the Walmart receipt I needed. So I went to Walmart and they were great. They were funny and they were laughing about it, but I said, I can actually use this excuse. Now my dog actually ate my homework. Uh, that was my receipt, but anyways, whatever. Who cares? Long, whatever. How's your How's your week going, man? How you doing? All right, all right. Wrote a twenty six hundred word post this morning. I didn't mean to do that, but it's been. Uh, it was the introduction of what I've been kind of hinting around at for a couple weeks here. So, finally, put that out there for the community to read. Twenty only twenty six hundred. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's. I probably should have broken up in two posts, but I didn't realize how many I had till I hit preview, and it's like, oh crap! You pressed publish, just like that. Didn't even care. You're like, man. Well, I always preview it first to make sure the pictures line up and are centered and stuff like that, and the, you know, I don't screw up the the source link and you know that type of stuff. And, mm. Very good. I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, I'll just need an hour or so for the long, the length of it to get through it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. kind of uh, a new direction for Hive, though. But well, do you want to go over it or do you want to touch well, on it? You can. I mean, if you want to pull it up and, and skim the article quickly. So you, if you want to. Uh, oh, gosh, dude, that's I'm not that smart. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's the high financial network. It's uh, 
talking about building a uh, full-blown DAO on uh, on the layer two and a full-blown, uh, not a full-blown DAO, a full-blown financial system on second layer, which uh, is probably going to, I would think, use Deluxe's honeycomb architecture since he's already building out that architecture. And the basic idea is to incentivize the powering up of Hive by rewarding Hive power holders by giving them a better return through the profits generated um, on this financial system. Also sharing that with the, the DHF to get, you know, payments going into there. And also have a governance system that pays out a certain percentage of the profits that can, you know, also the, the governance token is airdropped to people for um, their high power, based upon their high power. And then there's the ability to build all different types of financial applications on top and interweave a derivative of HBD as the base payment token, the base token. This includes high bonds, which I've talked about for probably, oh shit, I don't know, maybe closing in on a year by this point, um, nine months at least. And so you have the capability of having the high bonds and creating DEXs and all kinds of stuff and liquidity pools and the SIPs for Speak Network could be built on top of this and all transaction fees. All we can build synthetic assets, so you can buy uh, tokenized stock, uh, if you will, of Amazon or Apple or Tesla or Home Depot or whatever you want. And um, all this keeps feeding into that. And ultimately, portions of that are distributed among the stakeholders, the governance token holders, the DEHF, and high power holders. So you're building this? I'm not building shit, man. I just wrote the article. No, I don't have the ability to, to, to oh. build it. I, I initially proposed it to uh, Dan and uh, Starkers. Okay. The speak guys. Um, a copy of this was sent this morning. I, I dropped that to disregard. He replied back. He says, well, I, I haven't had time to read through it. I'll have to go through it in depth. But just from the overview, you look correct. We, we can do this. Uh, it's possible on here. So, uh, you know, it, it's one of those situations. I put out the idea and see who else, you know, signs off on it and, and gets involved and, and likes it. And, you know, then ultimately uh, a project team can get together. I have a feeling Speak will pick up some of this because they're already working on some of these uh, basic concepts um, mm. because when you start talking freedom of speech, when you start talking immutability, you can take that and extend that out into the financial arena. And I'm going to be writing an article, but just as a little insight, I don't know if you caught Kanye West has been deplatformed from Chase. Right. Chase, yeah. which is owned by JP Morgan, basically told him, thanks for your business, but get the hell out of here. Now, yeah. I'm not necessarily a supporter of Kanye West, but this shows you really about how this stuff is going. 
and how J.P. Morgan, you know, Epstein, who was a pedophile and ran a pedophile ring, you know, J.P. Morgan was perfectly happy to take his money, their money. Right, but, yeah. uh, you know, they don't want Kanye because and I don't even know what the hell Kanye does, because, quite frankly, I don't pay any attention to Kanye West. I, I couldn't mean, tell you. He means nothing in my life, but he pissed somebody off. He's a outspoken dude and not quite wrapped too tightly. So who the hell knows who he offends? But um, it's really irrelevant. The fact is you offend a certain group of people or a certain ideology or they'll kick you and Mm -hmm. the banks are taking action against you. That shows you the world we live in. And so uh, this on the heels of PayPal pulling their shit. I guess earlier in the week, basically saying if you're not part of the ideology we approve of and spread disinformation, we're going to hit your account for twenty five hundred bucks. You know, this is the wake up call. This is, you know, and if 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 J.P. Morgan can do it to Kanye's Chase account, they can do it to his trading accounts, his investing accounts, if if he had any with J.P. Morgan. So this is all where it starts snowballing into um when you start dealing with decentralized architecture which we have base layer and hive decentralized layer two node system being set up by uh using honeycomb technology this is where i think the next step forward looks is in this in the area of financial and i don't quite frankly and maybe maybe i've just been beaten over the head too many times listen to dan and starkers you know, listening to their CTT broadcasts and and reading their tweets. But, you know, when you hear, especially Dan, who's really investigated this stuff, you hear him talk about Ethereum. You hear him talk about EOS. You hear him talking about these different, I guess you could say all the EBMs are pretty much in the same boat to, to one degree or another. And it's like, how do you, how do you presume to build DeFi when, your base layer, which may or may not even be a transaction layer. I mean, with the, the fees right. and when the fees get too high, like with Bitcoin, they, it, they're moving their transaction layer to lightning, it seems. And Ethereum, how much of a transaction layer will that be if the fees get up to 50, 75, 100, 200 bucks a pop? But even if it is your transaction layer, if that's centralized, if that's being KYC, which, you know, Ethereum, at least at this point, seems to be moving towards how is this going in the direction that we've talked about with cryptocurrency? This is going back into the direction of <laughs> JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, you know, right back into the banker's hands because they have the ability to deal with regulation. They want regulation. They like regulation because it keeps startups out. It keeps competition out. And, you know, they just run their their risk analysis saying, okay, if we do this, how much will we make versus what will the fine be? And if they make more than they presume the fine will be, they'll say, okay, do it and we'll we'll take the fine when, you know, we get caught. And that's how they operate. So, you know, really, it's like if Hive doesn't do this, who does? And this is where I wrote an article, I think it was yesterday, maybe it was two days ago. You know, it's time to get serious about Hive and stop fucking around. People look at this as a, a, a oh, we're, we're number 175 on coin market cap or coin gecko, and this is a little blockchain and the whales downvoted me and all this other bullshit. It's time to get serious. You and I talk about it all the time. 
we need 10,000 people who have business mindset, who think themselves as a business, approach this as a business, and start to take this crap seriously. You know, and maybe I'm just being a little over the top, but if you want to change the world, which this technology can do, we damn well better get people who are looking to do it and not just leave a stupid comment that says, nice post. Dear God. sir, nice post. Yeah. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, or writes a post. I'm out of here. This place sucks. <laughs> or I'm back. Did you miss me? No, I didn't even know you were gone, jackass. You know, this is where, oh, it's a blogging platform. You know, no, dumbass. In fact, the most active application is a game. It's not even, it has nothing to do with blogging. In fact, that application, that game has more transactions than all the blogging related transactions combined. You know, so it, it's like, and, you know, we've seen how big Splinterlands has become. We've seen how, how financially viable it's become. We see the partnerships they've got. I mean, Splinterlands is some legitimate shit. And it's to a degree, it's built on Hive. It uses the Hive uh, account management system. I don't see that changing. Um, you know, I don't know where they'll change uh, the custom JSONs with the, those going up in price. They may or may not. I, I have no idea. But, you know, you can access it with your Hive wallet. You, you can keep your stuff through Hive Engine. You can keep your stuff, uh, at least the tokens in your Hive Engine, your Hive wallet uh, on Hive Engine or Tribal Dex, whichever you, you go in through. So there is that relationship. And people say there's nothing here. It's like, well, okay. So now I threw this out here and it's like, okay, you want, you want to talk about big shit? Here it is. Pretty legendary, man. Good on you. It's, you know, it's like, I know you guys, I, I've talked to you and Blaine enough. You guys are building out some serious shit and you're fully committed to, to bring your entrepreneurial minds and mindset to the table and uh you know try to do stuff that's important for the entire ecosystem and you know that's what it takes and you know we talked about the task app um which uh i kind of hijacked that name but you the know task that's, app. that's fine yeah, it's okay. yeah um you know that i mean who knows it, it's uh, I, I sent you a little video i don't know if you well, I said it was oh i video. yeah i saw it i didn't get a chance to check it yeah, out but it was a long video but in the first 10 minutes it really summed it up it was talking about mm -hmm. applications and algorithms and that's what made me think about what you and i have, have talked out. about mm -hmm. but uh you know that's some serious stuff because that's what's putting tiktok in the lead that's what's taking a bite dance or whatever the hell TikTok's owner's company's name and starting to put them where, you know, you could conceivably see YouTube shit in their pants over this. And that's how transitory these, some of these markets are and people who are serious and say, why hive? Well, why not hive? Why can't we get into this? You know, it, it's people need to start thinking like this and saying, OK, you know, I don't give a shit what Vitalik does because we have the talent here to match anything Vitalik thinks of, thinks about. And, you know, there's more talent here than in a lot of places. I mean, I, I'm not to pat myself on the back, but I guarantee you Vitalik doesn't know as much about the international banking system as I do. Hmm. I guarantee you that. Um 
he doesn't, you know, study this stuff in depth. Now, I can't code for shit, so Vitalik's coding skills are, you know, 100 million years ahead of mine. Well, I guess it's even more than that because I can't code at all. So my, my factor is zero. But, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't have other superb coders. You know, look at what Smoots created with HBD Stabilizer. That was genius. You know, mm. I mean, it's not that really complicated, but he created a, basically a market maker uh, on the internal exchange. That's exactly what we need. He saw a need. He filled it. Boom. He had the capability and the, the, the community supported him. Yeah. You know, and these are the things. This is the advantage Hive has over centralized entities. You know, what would Smooth have had to do if it was like a Facebook run entity? He'd have to fill out a thousand, you know, request forms to run it up to different committees to get the approval. And, you know, here he just built the damn thing. Mm. Uh, speaking of community, man, do you want do you want to uh, dive into the questions or no? Yeah, <laughs> you're the one who brought it up, not me. I know. Well, I know. I just you know, I, but we we are talking about uh, you know the the nice post comments. Um, it's pretty funny that this was the name of the post I put. I said, "When Moon, dear sir," that was the name of the post to get people's questions. This. Uh, this this week so uh we're gonna talk about price the entire next 40 minutes of the show we're gonna talk about price sounds good perfect okay here we go first question jimmy uh, uh to make it simple why because i'm sure there are many outside the most pop tokens like bro ctp leo which is the one token on hive you feel is underrated um and tokenized put in cine and stem um what 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 would you say is one I, of the most I, underrated I, layer two? I don't uh, really get into that. I mean, it, it's impossible to gauge because, I mean, LVL with CyberX. I mean, it goes back to John. What we talk about week in and week out. What the hell is going on with these projects? What what the hell is going on with the right. with the project team behind the token? And if there's development then you're probably looking at an undervalued gem. Now, mm. what's the most undervalued? I really can't answer that because I don't know what's going on with a lot of teams. I, I have no just using those two. I don't really know what Raymond has up his sleeve and the, the uh, Cine group is doing. Uh, you know, he's been on the show and he talks about some things, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff he doesn't reveal. I don't know what Mark he's doing with STEM. Um, I haven't followed enough CyberX to really know where they stand. So I just threw that out because I do see their posts, but I don't, you know, read them in depth. So I, I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, I did a, a, a call with Dan filling in for Starkers on Ragnarok. And, um, you know, there's something, uh, what's that, the Duquette that they airdropped? You know, there might be something. I mean, he's got big plans for that game. So, uh that might be something and then of course you got you know leo beating the live to hell you got ctp beating the hell you got mm. you know almost everything's beating the hell so again everything with the development and the and the use case seems to be beaten to hell yeah well you know yeah. that that's because it's on high <laughs> you know right exactly if, if it's on ethereum it has no use case because even at a a five dollar transaction fee who the hell's paying that for for to play a game um yeah. you know 
I mean, shit, I'm sure you could make a case that uh, SPS is a steal at this point. Uh, well, I, that's what I was I was thinking SPT because if SPT to me is the is the little the, the redheaded stepchild of the ecosystem in Splinterlands, and it is so undervalued because they really don't talk about it. They don't really promote it. They yeah. don't. Ever since the airdrop ended, its use case is pretty next to nil, other than it's a community token. Yeah, you're proof if of they, Yeah, if they ever put that into practice into the game, I think you see that has massive potential that's why i've been stacking it over the past year um but so that's the one i would look at but that's totally dependent on powers that, that yeah and know. that's that's to to me that's very speculative because very there, yeah. there's no there's no indication unless you know something i don't know which is highly yeah, possible but what i understand there's no indication that you're going by other than a presumption on your part or a hunch that they're going to do anything with that other than leave it as a proof of brain token. But you do have a bit of a roadmap for SPS that's been spelled out. Now, yeah. you know, again, none of this is, is me telling you to, to do whatever with anything that's up to you, but I'm just throwing the idea out there that, you know, based upon we'll leave SPT to the side, based upon your optimism about, Splinterland, I'm sure you could make a very good case in a debate as to why SPS is highly undervalued and has a great future. Yeah. So, you know, but again, there's development there. You know, there's a roadmap. There's some plans. There's things going on. Uh, you know, is SPS the best option out there? I I don't know what that means. Does that mean with the greatest alpha mean, meaning, okay, which token is going to give me the highest amount of X from here? You know, I don't know, but it's at like what six, six cents, seven cents, something like that for for SPS. You know, is that yeah, a, six, a thirty-five cent token at some point? If it is, you're looking at like five or six X off of this point. That's not too bad. Yeah. Um. Thanks for the question, Jimmy. Ne um. Next one, we got tokenized. Uh, he says, the show with Brian of London was great. Good job, as always. The conversation got me really interested in Podping. Uh, are there ways to get involved in that project right now? Yeah, hit up hit up V value, V for V uh, on Twitter. And yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on, you, on know, yeah you know, or find Brian on uh, DM. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what he needs. Uh, he, I think he needs help. I mean, it's obvious he needs help. It's just, uh, as he spelled out, when is he going to branch out? And, right. you know, I, I think Tokenize does have some some coding skill or some technical skills. So, you know, there might be a, a match up there where you could Tokenize help out uh, Brian and, and B4B. If nothing else, if you have some, some skills and some of that technical stuff, you might be able to run maybe uh, another... Uh, uh, lightning node and run the software on the, so there's more than one node and it's not centralized there I, I don't know what what point of the I know he's mentioned in the past uh, I don't remember if he mentioned on Tuesday he wants to to expand that to get you know it doesn't need a thousand people but four or five people running lightning nodes so they have the uh, ability where it's not just one one person running the node so um, you know it, it's uh that's the uh, 
I just put the the username up on Twitter if you wanted to hit him up. Tokenized. Yeah, it's V for V app. That's that's his username on Twitter. Yeah, and so I, I know he needs help, and uh, it's a very interesting project. It's one of the projects I've been excited about because it, it basically and and he he kind of said it, which I didn't know any of the stats, but thirteen percent of all podcasting indexing searches, I guess you should could say, mm. are are done through V V for V, and you know he mentioned the the one outfit they just basically turned their uh, RSS search off. I mean, I think he said they do it once a week just to make sure they don't miss anything. Uh, right. So when you're looking at that, uh, that is Hive at work, going back to what we started with. I mean, this is some sheer, serious shit. 13% of all the podcasts out there that are indexed or podcasting indexing, their searches only go through Podpick. That's right. where they get their information from. That's how they fill their index and, and fill their application. They don't use the the traditional methods. They convert it to PodPay. So, I mean, that's some serious stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. Uh, great question, Tokenized. Thank you for that. Next up, uh, Blaine Jones wants to know what the future of NFTs is. Well, if Blaine was listening to our show last week, uh, we got into this uh, quite a bit, but Blaine is a busy man. So uh, Blaine wants to know what we think is the future of NFTs. Use case, use case, use case for me. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that doesn't change. It, it. It's a wide open market. It's a legitimate market. It could actually be a market. I mean, it could be as revolutionary as Bitcoin um, in terms of, of the impact. What... What we saw was the typical bullshit before reality storm, which we often see in markets. You know, all the crap is run up, all the crap's done, and and three hundred thousand dollars for, you know, uh, Jack Dorsey, a, a tweet of Jack Dorsey's toe or whatever. Right. And uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's yeah. just total crap. But like with with that article that I I just pointed you to to John. With high bonds, and it was actually addicted that 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 pointed this out, and he's absolutely correct. With high bonds, the 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 premise or the idea, and we need to have time lock vaults on high for this to to be accomplished. But let's say we have a time lock vault, a one year time lock vault that pays I don't know, we'll say twenty five percent. So John, you take a hundred HBD and you put it in that time vault. It's locked for one year. So that's great for Hive. The HBD is locked up. It, it's not a threat to the, the system because it's debt. So it's locked up. We know exactly when it will be released. You know at the end of one year I get 100, my 100 HBD back, plus I will have an extra 25 HBD that I get from the, the, the AP, APR. What sucks for you is if you need the money. You have no liquidity. So the idea of high bonds is actually at the second layer. When John does that in his deluxe or whatever wallet, wherever the, the layer two wallet is located, he gets a token. And that token is tied to that transaction. So it says, you know, what tells today's date? Uh, October the 14th. So yeah. this, the maturity on this is October the 14th, 2023. It pays 25%, blah, 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 blah. 
and it's all coded into the 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 coin. Well, that coin is actually an NFT because in three days, if I come and do the same thing for the same hundred, it's going to have different info. It's not right, going to be right. the same info that you have. And that's just one case example. Uh, and Blaine, as I mentioned on last week's show, I think when you look at ownership on blockchains, whether that's in the virtual world or in the physical world, I think that is really a potentiality for NFT. So mm -hmm. when we start looking at, you know, the title to your car, which is registered with your local, you know, uh, county or whatever, wherever we, we register this stuff, the deed to your house, all this shit can be NFTs online because it's public information. It's not like anything secretive. So all of this stuff can be put online and, and as an NFT and, you know, there's the NFT to your car. There's the NFT to your motorcycle, your boat, to your your house, whatever the case may be. And uh, I think also uh, in terms of intellectual property is going to be very interesting how that spells out and payments and, and disbursements and things of that nature. You know, they're programmable. Um, right. You know, I think the day of, hey, look, I went on to uh, – paint and i created you know three lines and here's my nft for sale come get it everybody i think those days are they're probably not over because people always do that but uh you know people buying that or spending any money on that uh, that's i think that's done yeah there you go thank you for the question Blaine. thank you for being in attendance as well we appreciate you tuning in live on youtube jay latour is up Good, good guy, Jay. I like this guy. One more Bitcoin question, John. Just kidding. <laughs> he, he, that was last. At least week. he didn't say Ethereum. Uh, well, there is Ethereum questions later. Don't worry. We're, we're getting <laughs> there. Don't worry. Uh, where is the best place to purchase Hive using fiat with a credit card? I've tried a couple places with no success. Or should I start just start exchanging Bitcoin for Hive? Yeah, get rid of the Bitcoin. Just go on a Hive. Not financial <laughs> advice. No. Um, well, the thing well, there's that, that one on Peak D. I don't, I've well, never that's used the that. one that everyone has trouble with. That because oh, that's they? the first one people go to, and apparently oh. they just can't do it. Now I know Jay is is in Ca Canada, like I am. So Jay, this is what I do. Um, Crypto.com. You can, well, yeah, it? you can use crypto. I've never used crypto to onboard crypto. I've only used Crypto.com to offboard. So oh. onboarding for me has always been this method, Coinbase. That's the easiest thing for Canadians, I think. I know there's Canadian companies out there that can do it, but the easiest thing for me, Jay, what I've done basically since day one, was I would go Coinbase, I would buy Litecoin, because that was the easiest to transact with, and I would send the Litecoin to block trades. Now, you have options. You don't have to always send it to block trades. You can use Hive Engine has a fantastic uh, onboarding, offboarding for Hive, so there's an extra step in Hive Engine because you get Swap Hive and you'd have to turn it to Hive. So if you want to go direct, high pay, to Hive, high pay, high pay. Excuse me, you, cheap, uh, cheap uh, promotion. No, I mean like, I mean like, you'd have to switch the Litecoin inside of Hive Pay to Swap oh. Hive. And well, then that's what you, that's what you do with block trades, but they do it automatically. They do it automatically. Like they effective. turn it for you to Hive right away, and then it goes into your account. So the easiest way, I would say, Jay. The most straightforward is Coinbase, buy crypto, then use block trades to deposit it. So you, you'd sell your Litecoin that you would buy, let's say, at Coinbase to block trades, 
and block trades flips it into uh hive liquid hive yeah, but can't, you can't get you can't use a credit card with coinbase you have to you have yeah. to go from well, your bank account well in canada it's 50 50 sometimes you can use your credit card sometimes you use your debit card oh like in in canada our our credit cards are also called debit cards no but it's tied to your bank account oh it's very strange but oh okay. yeah I, I see what you're saying i don't know what the hell he's referring to then I it's, thought he was referring to a, a credit card, like a typical credit card where you get billed at the end of the month. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And I with, don't with, think you can use that with Coinbase. Coinbase, I think you have to send have to over your from, physical, yeah. from your bank account. Mm. So I don't know. You, you probably you probably have to look into to be sure, Jay, but I know it, it's worked for me in the past. But I link I don't link my credit card to Coinbase. It's always my debit card to my bank account. But my debit cards in Canada are used like credit cards. It's very confusing. Very confusing. Um, there's no real easy way to just say. Well, there was. I remember there was a couple of years ago. There was some AMA that people did with some company. It was in Wisconsin, and they were going to be able to buy hive directly from them um that was the big thing uh but it's still it's still not there yet it's still not there yet we still need to flip crypto to get hive which i'm okay with i mean you know it's yeah what about you task how do you onboard fiat well i, I do the same thing you do like, yeah. i haven't done in a while but i i would always go coinbase through block trades to to hive Right. And as of yet, I never gone the other way, but that's going to be coming up for me at some point in the next six months. And so I'll probably just go the opposite direction. Thank you for the question, Jay. Hope that helps, man. My path to fire is up. He says, what are you most looking forward to in Splinterlands? What percentage of your portfolio do you re recommend holding in crypto assets? Oh, boy. What what percentage? Uh, no idea. Whatever you can you can afford to lose, basically, because if you're holding anything in crypto, it's not going to stay in the green forever. So be prepared. So I, that's I, whatever you can afford to lose. And I got bugs in my face. Uh, but what am I most looking forward to in Splinterlands? Uh, Rooney is coming up. <clears throat> I think that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. I'm on the white list for that. So I get my little Rooney card. That'll be cool. Um, I think player staking is something me and Blaine and Eliana were talking about yesterday. Uh, we had a little round table with people because we couldn't stream live. And we were talking about the difference between approaches and Splinterlands. A lot of people will try to play the game, the play to earn game, and they'll get really down and out about it. But um, the investment side, the, the game five side of the game is what's really intriguing. And when they make player staking, the reality that everyone says it's going to be this to me is going to be the game changer in Splinterlands. You open yourself up to so many cool things. You open yourself up to potential fantasy leagues, um, sports betting. Uh, it turns Splinterlands into a true esport, and that to me is is the most exciting thing. So I think player staking. Um, land is cool. Uh, I watched a bunch of their stuff on Splinterfest where they were showcasing land and that looks cool i got five plots so i'm happy um but uh the the big thing for me is player staking so, and same with task because task know, knows exactly what i'm talking about because he's a splinterland that, player that that's the only thing i know what the hell you're talking about i've heard of player staking hmm. 
I've heard of Bigfoot too in Santa Claus. I haven't seen them, but I've heard of them. Uh, <laughs> and I've heard of players thinking it's supposedly out there somewhere yeah. in the jungle, in the in somewhere. the forest. Yeah, so, somewhere in Never Never Land. But, it's the uh, Sooniverse that, that, that yeah. How, how much, what, what, what am I most excited about for Splinterlands? For me, I would say SPS because mm -hmm. that's what I'm stacking up on, and a little bit here, a little bit there each day. And that's my Splinterlands depth. Well, that's that's player staking would be the SPS staked. So, well, yes, yeah. right? and and I will also say I took John's non financial advice, but he said. Take a chance, hold in vouchers, don't swap vouchers for SPS. So I'm stacking up my vouchers that I get, you know, whenever I, they come in, I guess I get them for staking SPS or I get them for something. And uh, so I got, I'm building up my vouchers and maybe at some point when there's a release or something, vouchers will spike and I can sell them for and convert that for SPS and get more SPS then than I get today. It's a risk, but so be it. Dude, you you ready for this one? You, sure. you sitting down for this one? Uh, Dev Press has got the bomb of all bombs. Here we go. What do you guys think of Ethereum? Like, do you guys hold it or have any holdings in Ethereum and its? Games? I do. I have Ethereum. I think Dan said something uh, on the uh, on the call I had with him the other day uh, in Spaces or whatever the hell that thing on Twitter's called. Pain he has to get onto, by the way. Um, and, and he said something very interesting. KYC, which, you know, Ethereum's kind of moving towards, a lot of this shit's moving towards. That equals price go up because that's what a lot of the big money's going to get involved with. And, and yes, I do hold Ethereum tokens as an investment. I mean, I don't have just, you know, a quarter of an Ethereum. I mean, I, I have Ethereum and I think there's going to be much higher levels. Uh, so I think from a pricing standpoint, I'm bullish on that long term. I think it will go higher. Uh, I'm not really excited about the blockchain from the value standpoint of uh the of what where what cryptocurrency is about uh because it i think it is a banker chain i think the proof of stake it, their switch is showing the danger of coin voting in that realm and i find it hard to believe that at some point jp morgan goldman sachs and companies like that won't be the major major block validator they'll they'll have the stake and at that point They'll just turn around KYC everything because basically the government will tell them to and they don't care. Okay, fine. You know, they 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 have their information on their customers anyway. What do they care? So, you know, it's it's been befuddling to me this whole time that people built on Ethereum, uh, you know, but Marky was on the show whenever Marky was and he summed it up. You, you, you built an app on, on uh, Ethereum to make money. You don't build it on there to be successful because your app is likely going to fail because of the fees and all this other stuff. But because of the money that's over there, you know, you can get a lot of money thrown at you. And uh, I guess that's the case. So 
you know, I, I, I'm optimistic about the price and, and uh, I, I'm holding my Ethereum that I do have for higher levels. And, you know, I don't discount $10,000 Ethereum. I, I don't think that's unrealistic once the bigger players start playing in it. But in terms of the utility, I don't see myself using Ethereum much in the future because I, I just it's not going to be for somebody like me. And uh, I would give you my opinion, but then, uh, yeah. Your mom said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't, don't say, say anything it at all. all. Thank you for the question, Dev Press. Yeah, Kingo says, what do you think will be the next game on Hive to have an explosion like Splinterlands? Um, well, I think, well, no, like that's easy. Are, dude, Splinterlands is just, it's a freak of nature. Right. I mean, it they, they yeah. built in, in the bear market. They've they've crushed through bears and bears and more bears. They've they've basically pioneered uh, this this play to earn stuff online. I don't know what the next the next Splinterlands is going to be. I don't know if there will be. I think the better question is, what's the next application or game that has a lot of onboarding potential like Splinterlands did to Hive? Because I don't think there'll ever be another Splinterlands. Well, don't like forget, the- Splinterlands really, I mean, it, they didn't really onboard many people to Hive. They set up a lot of accounts, but we know most of them were bots. And the players, they're in that ecosystem, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. They have a Hive account. But a lot of them did not branch out to see what else is, is available. I see, um, and maybe- this is why... I always thought SPT would be this perfect token that would help if Splinterlands would promote, oh, hey, you know, you can blog about your gameplay. You can yeah. you can set up a little community, a guild thing, and talk yeah. about what's going on in your guild. Here's a token. I, I always thought that would be the perfect introduction for Splinterlands into Hive, right? I, I agree with you. I think, I think you're absolutely correct, uh, but it hasn't taken place up to this point from a gaming perspective. Um, I'll go. And these are just close my eyes, blindfold me, spin me in circles till I'm dizzy, uh, inject me with, uh, some type of drugs that, you know, are narcotics. And then I'll take the dartboard and throw at it. So that's the, the fundamentals that are going into this answer. CyberX is very interesting. We'll see what their outreach is. And after having a conversation with them, don't discount Ragnarok. I mean, Ragnarok's going to be, you know, a year down the road, but maybe even longer, a year and a half. But that seems like he's intent on putting a lot of serious stuff into that. And there are some people I, I mentioned before, Addicted, who's written about this who he's really getting into what's been talked about with the game and the the strategy and the gameplay. And it's designed to attract some heavy players. It's not uh, a game that most of us are going to play. It's the exact opposite. It's kind of like a professional sports team. You know, Mm. you get the few pros and all of the rest of us are on the outside watching and, and looking in and, and, you know, seeing the strategy and maybe doing like we just talked about where you could do some player staking or something like that with your tokens and and sharing the reward pool or whatever. But uh, 
you know, out, outside of that, uh, it's going to have very few play, few players, and it's designed for the top-notch players. Uh, so, you know, that has some some potential, and all the in-game assets that are purchased using HBD are then dropped into the wallet and staked or, or put in savings to earn the yield, and that's your player reward pool going forward. And so they constantly, for all the the in-game cards or assets or, or whatever that are purchased, that all goes in and then the 20% that, that's paid out. So each year they could have an increase in reward, reward pool as people get involved and buy more stuff and power up their chess pieces or the poker pieces or whatever the heck's involved in it. And, uh, you know, that has some, some pretty good potential, um, in terms of to stretch it out to the apps. I don't know. I mean, Leo finance looks good. The, the task app, if, if Blaine gets that out, I feel very high that that could be a winner for CTP, but I'm biased on that because I just really like the application, not because it's a task app. I had nothing to do with the, the idea behind it, but it, it's it's one that instantly when John told me about it, it was like, this, this thing could be a winner. Um, so, you know, it, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. And it might be something that has absolutely nothing to do with anything that's on Hive right now. Mm. Uh, we'll just we'll tie that one on because Fiber Frau actually wanted to know any thoughts on Ragnarok, um, worth looking into or not. So we'll just tie those two questions together before we get to CST's question. Um, it, like like you said, Task, it's not the development of it is ongoing, and and the the timeline for this is like a year, year and a half away. So Ragnarok is one of those things I would put in the back of your mind and always pay attention to what they're talking about, like with development and. Just keep an eye on it. Like it's not going to be here tomorrow, so just keep an eye on the development of it, and um, you know, always bet on. They call me Dan and Starkers to put out something pretty cool. So, that well, and that's that's kind of like I feel about what Dan's doing. Ragnarok is more Dan. I don't think Starkers involved in that, but um, when you look at Ragnarok, I look at CTP the same way, and. Uh, I'll just express it in these terms. Dan's not going anywhere. You can bet the ranch that he's doing everything. He said, well, actually, he after the call the other day, he said maybe they'll, they'll open up the beta testing now. I don't know. But he intends to have, or excuse me, alpha testing, have some <clears throat> alpha testers going uh, live on this or beta, whatever. I always get those confused which where these things stand. But he wants to have a year-long testing and, He's intent on having it open up by the end of the year. I think you can bank on that. And, uh, you know, he said right now where it stands is you probably can't play a full game without bugs. And that's what they're working on is trying to find the bugs. So, like you said, don't bet against it. Don't bet against people who keep developing, who say, okay, things are going slower than we wanted, but we're still at it. And, you know, that's the same thing. I mean, I wanted the 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 app we talked about last month. It wasn't here. So what? It was never promised to be here in September either. Um, right. But, you know, I mean, that's the way things go. And we may not see this till the beginning of next year. I don't know. Um, but when you have people developing, 
when you have project teams still doing the different things that go forward each day, still putting forth the ideas, it's not a dead project. Sooner or later, they're going to hit on something because of the persistence. And, you know, you have failures, you have setbacks, you have things that don't work out as you initially planned. That's called life. That's called business. And, uh, you know, as long as the team's still there and, you know, even if you see a person like with Ragnarok, you see Dan. I don't know who's behind Dan working with that, but it really doesn't matter because Dan's around. You see him around once in a while. He talks about Ragnarok. You can help. Always uh, drop him a line on Twitter. What's going on with Ragnarok? And if he sees it, he, I'm sure we'll answer it. Uh, you know, just like if you ask uh, John something, you drop him something on Twitter and say, John, what's going on with this? If he sees it, he'll answer it. Dear sir, I will answer. I hope that answers your question. So anybody who gets on Twitter, just ask John when. W-E-N question mark. W-E-N question mark. He wants all that. Definitely. When moon, dear sir. CST90 says, I just recently have enough hive power to claim account creation tokens. Are you aware of a way to monetize them or any other idea of what I can do with my account creation tokens? Not that I know of. Um, no. I, you can't even transfer them, can you? No. 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 Just keep no. just keep uh, collecting them. That's what I mean. It helps, it helps to... Well, you guys have a vested interest in the reason to do that because well, yeah, because we onboard people, right? Like yeah. listeners, we bring in people every week yeah. with that claim accounts, and we'll we'll set them up with my yeah. Account. So just keep accumulating them. They it, it helps to decentralize the account claims. It helps to decentralize the account setup. And you know, to be perfectly honest, there may be a time where you know you're asked. Uh, Hey, listen, we need we need your account tokens. Can you set these accounts up uh, and give us the information? And then, you know, you send that to the, the person and then they have to change their keys. Um, right. You know, you don't know. I'm, I'm accumulating mine. I'm not doing anything for them. Uh, you know, once in a while, somebody will ask me to set up an account. And or I think last month, somebody asked me to set up five accounts. And I did that and sent the uh, the. Uh, the key information over, I guess it came in as a TXT, it was saved. And so I just sent the files yep, over yep. and said he, here. And, uh, you know, the person distributed them to his friends or whatever. And I don't know what happened, but uh, that'd be my suggestion. I just keep, uh, and you through Peak D, through Peak D or through uh, Keychain, you can set automatic uh, uh, claim where yep. it'll, claim for you throughout the week so that way you don't have to try to remember yeah. thank you for the question csd and finally we got david armstrong he says how will the new delegation of resource credits from the hard fork impact benefit the average hive user i can sort of see where it will help the big guys not so much the mid to small hive accumulators um well i mean the, you're gonna you're gonna start seeing the the ability to delegate resource credits to to you know just kind of what what Tass was just alluding to the potential down the road where a big company needs resource credits and they'll pay you something i think john just froze on us oh yeah just there he is yeah elon come on man well i i think i think the the idea of resource credits is 
ultimately what's going to happen is it allows applications to allow their users to engage with the blockchain. That's the real value. So, right. you know, say who benefits anybody with high benefits. So if CTP suddenly, uh, let's say CTP hits a home run with this, with this app that we're talking about. And now all of a sudden CTP onboards, I don't know, 10, 20, 30,000 people. And let's say there's that capability to get the accounts. That's one thing. And that's one challenge. But once you get over that, they can't do anything. I mean, they can do yeah. minimal stuff. So they need, you know, 25, maybe 50, uh, the HP, whatever that works out to in resource credits. Well, you know, if you just do the math on that to, to delegate all that high power, you're going to run out of high power pretty quick. So what's going to happen is, first off, you could take your own resource credits, you being CTP, and delegate resource credits out. Then you can do, uh, or Blaine could do something like Cal's talking about, where they're writing a script, which is going to monitor what people are doing. So your heavy users will be able to receive a little bit more resource credits. And then somebody who signs up and you give them 25 or 15, you know, the equivalent in resource credits, you give them resource credits and they don't do much, but post a comment once a day. Nice, nice, nice video, sir. Um, you know, you're, you're, they'll deduct from that. The other thing that I would fully expect is at a certain point in time, some of these applications are going to figure out ways where they can take my resource credits or I can delegate, I can push over resource credits so somehow they can be utilized by their users. And what it would have to be is obviously because you can't delegate resource credits. I don't think you can delegate resource credits, then re-delegate them. What it would ha effectively have to be is they would have to build a, a, a bridge or a, a, a piece of middleware where effectively I'm delegating my resource credits to John Smith, who just joined. But it, John Smith is getting them through CTP because it's through the CTP front end, uh, you know, of something like that. So I think that's also going to be built out where these applications can tap into. You know, now will CTP, will Leo Finance, will other entities start offering maybe some tokens as incentive to right. do that? Uh, you know, I would think it would only make sense, but I don't know at some point. And you know, who benefits from that? I guess it depends on, A, your level of engagement. I mean, you could have a medium-sized account, but if you don't do much online, um, you do a lot of reading, well, then you probably could delegate most of your resource credits away with even 500 or 750 high power and delegate them because you don't use them. I mean, if you have 5,000 high power and you're a heavy user, I mean, you may use up your, I don't know the exact number, but maybe you use up your 20% resource credits each day. And I'll tell you what, if you're, if you're claiming accounts, that's sucking resource credits up quickly because it, right. it's oh, very it does, intensive, yeah. intensive to reclaim an account. So, you know, when you start to look at it from those perspectives and you say, well, okay, that only benefits the, the whales. Well, a lot of those whales and, and those whale type accounts are claiming account so that's where their resource credits are getting burned so uh 
you know, it depends on what your focus is. And we don't really know all that's going to be built around this stuff because the hard fork only was three days ago. So we'll see what other people build. I mean, people yeah. like Lane may have an idea. I mean, you know, it'd be great if he if he was on to, to you know, if he had any ideas where he'd say, yeah, there's certain things that he may start thinking about that he could build to tap into the community's resource cracks. Who knows? There you go. We did it, man. Pretty good session. Um, we even got some task propaganda for the first uh, – 15 minutes, so that was good. Uh, Not my propaganda, it's just a, <laughs> that's high propaganda. It's, I mean, I just had the idea and did the brainstorming and designed the framework and put it out there and see where people go with it. There you go. And we, we, we promoted high pay. Always good to get high pay in there. Oh, thank you, sir. Appreciate Especially at, on a week when uh, PayPal kind of Went out on a limb, pulled it back, but can you trust those SOBs? I think the answer is no. Hive pay Think about Hive pay. Hive pay was born. Hive pay was born as a resentment against Twitter. I mean, uh, PayPal. PayPal, yep. So there you go. Guys, thank you very much for the questions. I got everyone upvoted. Um, appreciate it. And um, we'll do this again next week. Uh, who we got on Tuesday? Who's our guest? Shit, on I don't know. You keep track of that. Uh, Dude, you these. give me all these names and you're like, this person. I was, Dude, I totally so the, you're the secretary. Write it, this crap down. Isn't it active fit? Isn't it? Is it active fit? No, he's in November. He's in November. Um, is it disregard? Might be. I'll double check. But we got a guest on Tuesday. Yeah, we got so. we, we actually have a guest for the rest of the month. We got coming up. We have I don't we don't remember the order. So hopefully they do. I think we got disregard on Tuesday. Then we got Belimo. Yes. Always good to catch up with the good sir. Belimo is always an interesting time. A, a, uh, fun, a fun show. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we have McFarhat of Act the Fit is yep. in November. Uh, what's today's date? We actually, we only may have, wait, we only have two more October shows, don't we? Two more Octobers, yeah. Or do we have three? I'll tell you right now. Two more. Yep. 18th okay, so yeah. So we got disregard and Belimo uh, in October. Then we have McFarhat coming up in November. Perfect. And uh, we still have some slots to fill in November. Got a couple feelers out there. Uh, Send a message to Crimson Clad to try to get her on. Oh, yes. Right. Perfect. Since uh, more Canadian content. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just keep doing stupid shit like inviting these Canadians. I mean, I even invited Hobo, who's not Canadian and he's in Canada. But he so, lives in Canada now. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I, I guess I'm dooming myself with this U.S. Yeah, Canada okay. conflict. But that's uh, yeah, okay. And, you know, if you guys want to see somebody who um, who we don't think about, we're more than willing to know. try to get, get people. Let us know, and we'll try to get them on. Uh, there's projects. John and I don't know every project, and we certainly don't know who's behind a lot of projects. So if there's somebody who's working on a project that you think is of value to Hive and of value to the community, 
let us know the project and or who's behind it and you know we'll try to contact them and get them on the show perfect thank you guys for tuning in we'll see you on tuesday ciao thanks for listening to the cryptomaniacs podcast we hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week